The Tarverian Podcast is a production of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Please check out more of our shows at www.probablywork.com. friends to the Tarviren, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by, well, me, Bill. Join me, Bill, each week as I go through the books chapter by chapter, hopefully spoiler-free, until we uncover the full mysteries of the wheel. Hello and good morrow, yonder listeners. Yes, yes, yes. I bet you forgot you was even subscribed to this show. And I can, I, I can see your thumb moving to the unsubscribe. No, 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 don't, don't unsubscribe. Don't, don't, please, please. <laughs> now, ah, uh, ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I know things have been patchy, people. And I know I've, it's been more patchy than Uno's eye patch, this show. And, <laughs> and let's face it. I don't know where I'm going from one day to the next with most things that's happening to do with this show. The only thing I know is that one day I just want to finish it. I want to get back through all the books, having gone over and lovingly reviewed all the individual chapters that I possibly can. So that's exactly what I plan to do. And things may be spotty. There may be periods where it's good. I just, I can't really promise anything, you know. I've got a lot on my plate. There's a lot of shows going on. I've got Super Switch Club, which is quite fun. We're playing Echo the Dolphin over there at the moment. That's really good. Um, of course, I contribute to Podcasters Assemble. Uh, yeah, there's also uh, The Coordinate, which is an Attack on Titan podcast I do with my friend Tyler, although we're actually doing the show Chainsaw Man at the moment. Don't ask. <laughs> and then, of course, The RPG Years, which is um, an ongoing project that is the first podcast I started. And yep, that's going to have to undergo some restructuring soon as well. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway, you don't, you don't care about that. What you care for is, did anyone leave me any reviews? Oh, no. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to play the Bilzig, Danzig mother thing. <laughs> I wouldn't be so cruel. Could you imagine? I haven't done an episode like a year or something. And I just, I, I make you listen to that shit. <laughs> That'd be so harsh. I'll put it at the end. But I'll put it after the credit, after the end credits, all right? In case in case anyone does want to listen. But yes, hello and welcome back to the Tarviren, a Wheel of Time podcast featuring me, me and me. Because unlike... <laughs> uh, no spoilers. <laughs> I can't do spoilers. Uh, but yes, I've been left on my own by my compadres. I started out as free Tarviren. We're now down to one. It's just moi. So I haven't even got Rob to keep up with the counters anymore. But yes, we're here to talk to you today about we, <laughs> me, myself and I, are here to talk to you all today about chapter 17 of The Great Hunt, Choices. So, in case you're wondering where we left off, because damn, it was a long time ago, we were in this weird kind of mirror world 
where we've got our little gang of people together. So we've got Rand and um, Loyal. Uh, is it H- and Hurin, the uh, the sniffer? He can smell blood and violence. What a skill! <laughs> oh, sniffing out blood and violence. That sounds like a great name for a band. <laughs> and then there's uh, there's a young lady with them as well, hmm. who's very very mysterious. But yes, we start off and we're back in the fact that um, this weird mirror world, the lady's been trying to convince Rand, you know, let's go to this big stone. You can use your one power skill that I'm alluding to that I know about, but I don't actually know about. But I want you to know that I know that you know that I don't know, but I know but you know we don't know anything about this. If this woman is not an ace to die or something along those lines, I'm going to fucking eat my hat. <laughs> you know... It's so clear that she is something more than she is making herself out to be. It's unbelievable. But yes, <laughs> we start. But yeah, we're in this weird situation now where she's trying to convince them to do that. They're being chased after by these gromes. Do you remember these sort of weird bipedal creatures with an extra eye in the middle of its head? And Ran had to kill it by shooting an arrow through its eye before. And then they've heard some barkings on the horizon. And there's five, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five grooms now chasing them down. So Celine is preaching to Rand, saying, you don't need to kill these groom, all right? Let's just go to the big stone, all right? We'll do something, a bit of shenanigans shenanigans over by the stone, and we'll all transport back into the real world. And Rand's just like, no, I've got this. I'm a master marksman. I'm going to take down these five grooms just by myself. <laughs> and even Loyal is just a bit like, well, I'm not too sure about this. And Rand's just like, no, he bangs his horse into gear, off they trot. And she's, you know, she's really trying to convince him, like, let's go over here. Don't worry about the groan. She's so suspicious, Celine. Really, really suspicious. <laughs> suspicious Celine. Suspicious is your name. The female of the species is more deadly than the male, Celine is deadly. <laughs> and um, Rand goes over to a point where he gets himself to like you know, a nice high ground with his horse. He jumps off it as well. There's a good moment here where he says like he like he beat his horse or something to move off, confident that everyone would follow without even having to look. There's hints there that Jordan's really dropping into the narrative about Rand's perspective changing. And this is this is this whole situation that Rand's been putting is key towards that because he's always thought I'm just a country boy, I'm just a sheep herder, I'm a wall-headed idiot. This is who I am, you know. This is me, and everyone's been telling him you're going to be something more. You're Tarviren, you know, and now now you're the Dragon Reborn, apparently. And um, it's just like yeah, all these things, all these people starting to rely on him, and then him trying to protect Celine in these moments. And him being like, I'm taking charge. And then he's taking charge. And subconsciously, he's not just taking charge consciously, but also subconsciously, he realises people are going to do certain things depending on his actions, which is pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, he decides to get... This is the best bit in this whole chapter, to be honest with you. He puts, knocks, puts his arrow, he gets off his horse, puts his arrows into the ground. He says to Loyal and Hearing, Hey, hey, boys, I got this. Rand's on the case. You boys, you go take Celine. You know, just move back a few inches. And, uh, you know, and then in case these groans do break through, which they're not, they're not, I've got this. You guys take her to safety. And, um, yeah, he seeks into the void and he can see Sardin's light fill the source. 
outside of the void. And it even says that Loyal's trying to tell him something and he's already beyond this point. He's becoming one with his surroundings. He's becoming one with the first groan and its middle eye. And before he even knows it, he's leased an arrow and it's bang straight into its head and it falls to the ground. Then again, we get some more narrative going on here in the background where it says about one of the other groan then try to jump on the dead one to try and eat it as like, oh, I've got a meal, yes. And then it moves away and starts rechasing Rand like it's being pushed. The whole books have left us up to this point with Merdril pushing Trollocs, Dark Ones pushing the Merdril. Something is pushing these groans towards them. But within a few seconds, Rand's like, next bow. Next bow. Within moments, all five groan are dead. And Hurin's just like, fuck! <laughs> I've never seen anyone do that. That was bonkers, Lord Rand! <laughs> yeah, I should do. I should do a retelling of the wheel where everyone's from Essex. <laughs> hey, bruv, what's going on? What's going on, Lord Rand? Come over here, bruv. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> not from my Essex. <laughs> and um, yes, the uh, where was I? Uh, yeah, he killed Grum. Oh, yes, Grum. And then you know, everyone's. He reaches out and touches the one power, and he feels it engulfing him pulling it on and he just wants more he can feel the power the glory the fire the burning the light but also the pain and the sickness but the power overwrites the pain and the sickness and he just keeps drawing it in and it's Hurin who's like going what the hell man you just killed those five grown you know sort of almost pats him on the back and grabs him and it shakes him out of it and he sort of realizes oh my god i was really drawing in the one power that was not not good and he's just like taps his forehead thinking he must be dripping in sweat and Selene's and he's like no pretty dry and Selene's like don't worry it gets easier the more you do it and he's just like what the fuck are you talking about woman <laughs> what are you talking about she's so cryptic like she's got ace diary and all over her head now of course I have read the books. I do know what's coming, but I'm not going to say. But yeah, she's just got Ace of Dye written all over her, isn't she? Like, you know, she's telling him about the One Power, but somehow, because she, she, she even knows about these mirror worlds and what they are. And more about Rand and all those sort of things. It's just everything about her is so cryptic. And you just think, oh my, you just think, Rand, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot, Rand. Stop thinking with your dick. Because, he, you know, he finds her really attractive and wants to sleep with her. Rand, stop thinking with your dick, boy. Come on. Celine's hot, yes. We can all agree she's a hot piece. But no, 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 Rand. Come on, move on. She's obviously, she's obviously trying to manipulate you. You knobhead. Bloody woolly sheep herder. Uno's eyeball thingy. Swearing. Uno. Oh, I wish I could swear like Uno, you know. Uh, yeah, maybe if, if I can manage to keep this show going on a regular basis, I'll, I'll learn more swear words. Send me your favourite Uno swear swears, or favourite swears in general from the Wheel of Time. I'll put it on Reddit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite Wheel of Time swears? And I'll do I'll do a, a, a nice collection for the next episode. And, um, <laughs> right, where was I? Uh, count the fish, one, two, three. Yeah, and then suddenly they hear more barking in the background. <gasps> Shit, man, there's more groans coming. But this time it sounds like 20, 30, 40. They're just coming and coming and coming. Again, way too suspicious like oh look here's one attacking Celine in the last chapter here's five now chasing you down towards the pillar thing that Celine's dragging you to saying oh yeah there's one over here um and then suddenly 
20 appear, but also they say like they're coming from behind and all around them, but not in front from towards the post. And it's just like, Marion's just like, oh, I can kill him. I can kill him. I don't want to go to the post and use the one power. Although obviously he's just saying it in his head. He hasn't said that out loud because Loyal and Huyen would be like, you're using the one power. I think, does Loyal know? I can't remember. But Huyen definitely doesn't know. And he's just like, uh, and this is like everyone's like, no, Rand, you haven't, you won. You haven't got enough bows. Like they're just going to keep coming, coming and coming and coming. Because obviously something mean and evil was pushing them towards us. And then they have to go. So yeah, they, they eventually ran cracks. Like, okay, let's go to the pillar. And so Celine then also gives him a little bit of a dump. Oh, a dump, sorry. That's a terrible way of phrasing it. Gives him a bit of a lore dump about, you know, these are mirror worlds. These are the stones used to get through. You want to focus on home. And this symbol here on the pillar means home. Again, she just knows way too much. And even Loyal's just like, oh, Celine knows fucking loads. I love Celine. Everyone loves Celine, but she's obviously nutter. She's, she's original nutter. <laughs> Shay effects. Um, <laughs> I don't know where my brain goes sometimes. Uh, yes, but she is just an absolute nutter, Celine. Um, <clears throat> but Rand eventually, you know, he cracks, he leans out, puts his hand on the wall. He pulls on Sadin. Sadin? Sadin? Uh, pulls on the one power, focuses on it, and then he feels flickers, flickers, flickers. Much like we had back in that village where he saw flickering images. You know, there, there was that same type of imagery coming in. I was a bit like, I don't remember Robert Jordan pulling on this weird events that happened much in other books, but I'm going to have to keep an eye out for these weird flickers that he keeps mentioning. Because he mentions it here again. He flickers, 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 till eventually he wakes up because Celine's sort of almost waking him up, pushing him away from what he was doing. And he's managed to pull them through. And she, like, they're like, yeah, we're in our, we're in our world. And... They talk about, I don't know which order this came in, so I'm going to talk about Loyal and Hurin first and, and Celine. Um, they've, they've arrived, they've, they've come out at a different point in the world <laughs> called King, uh, Kingslayer's Dagger, is it? Which is like a mountain range. And so they think they are now ahead of the Trollocs and of their party who are chasing the Trollocs trying to catch, trying to get down the, the Horn of Valyr. And she says about how Hurin's sense of smell that was of violence that was still being able to faintly get a trowel is because of the mirror world still reflects the violence that's going on in other worlds. And it's probably violence that's not yet to come. And Hurin's just like, ah, oh, you're twisting my melon, man. <laughs> come on, girl. This is way too much information for me. And he's just like, yeah, you know, that whole place, you know, you looked at the horizon and it looked twisted to your eyes. It was just twisting my sense of smell. And so it's, yeah, I think, too, yeah, she, she just knows too much. <laughs> but yeah, Rand's just like, come on, we should take you home, young lady. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 come on, let's go, let's chase after the Horn of Valyria. I'm sure we can chase it down. And so eventually they agree to chase the Horn of Valyria. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's all the stuff about her and talking about the mirror worlds and how things are connected and Rand using the one power and how it should get easier the more he uses it. If she isn't a denizen of the dark, then my name is Gary McBaldy and you can eat me like a biscuit. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say on the matter. But anyway, that's it. That is chapter 17, Choices. 
and another episode of the Tarviran podcast. Um, I hope you all can come along and join me next week for chapter 18 to the White Tower, which is a change in focus for us. Yes, I think we're going for uh, to Egwene or Nynaeve or both point of view. I can't remember which. <laughs> But yeah, we're going, we're switching point of view to those girls, and which will be a very very nice change for us. Mm. Mm. Now, obviously, Rob is no longer with us. He's he's not he's not dead. Well, I don't know. He might be. <laughs> he's not with the podcast anymore. He's left us. He's left me all alone. And uh, <laughs> and uh, sadly, we don't have readings with Rob anymore. But here is a lovely readings with Billiam Billiardo Billiard, yeah, me. Me, I'm the only one left. Readings with me. And now, the Taviren present to you readings with Bill. The fifth arrow left his bow, and he lowered it, still deep in the void, as the fourth Grom fell like a huge puppet with its strings cut. Though the final arrow still flew, somehow he knew there was no need for another shot. The last beast collapsed as if his bones had melted a feather shaft jutting from its centre eye. Always the centre eye. Magnificent, Lord Rand, Hurin said. I've, I've, I've never seen shooting like that. The void held Rand. The light called to him, and he reached toward it. It surrounded him, filled him. Uh, Lord Rand? Hurin touched his arm, and Rand gave a start, the emptiness filling up with that what was around him. Are you all right, my lord? Rand brushed his forehead with his fingertips. It was dry. He felt as though he should have been covered in sweat. Oh, I'm fine, Hurin. It grows easier each time you do it, I've heard, Selene said. The more you live in the oneness, the easier. Rand glanced at her. Well, I won't need to do it again, not for a while. What happened? I wanted to. He still wanted to. He realised with horror. He wanted to go back into the void. He wanted to feel that light filling him again. It had seemed as if he were truly alive then. Sickliness and all. And now it was only an an imitation. No, worse. He had been almost alive, knowing what alive would be like. All he had to do was reach out to Sadin. Not again, he muttered. He gazed off at the dead Grom, five monstrous shapes laying on the ground. Not dangerous anymore. Now we'll be on our... (coughs) Coughing bark, all too familiar, sounded beyond the dead groan. Beyond the next hill, and others answered it. Still more came. From the east, from the west. Rand half raised his bow. How many do you have left? Selene demanded. Can you kill twenty groan? Thirty? A hundred? We must go to the portal stone. Yes, thank you, everyone. So that was Readings with me. I hope you've enjoyed the show this week. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So, you know, if 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 I, if I come back next week or two weeks time, possibly, with Chapter 18, uh, feel free to join me. Uh, you know, please show you some love for the show by rating and reviewing the podcast. Again, I'm not going to be harsh and make you all listen to Danzig. I'll put it at the end of the episode if you do want to listen to it. Uh, but show some love and support for the show if you can. Reach out to us on Twitter to continue the conversation at Tarvir and Pod. You can even join the Discord, which is where we have notes in, uh, notes in the... I can't even say it now. <laughs> Links in the show notes below. <laughs> below, yes, everyone, look down. No, that's your feet. Look down at your phone. <laughs> yes, there you go. Come join Discord. I'm still there. I'm, I might be the only one there, but I'm still there. 
And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, you can check out the network, probablywork.com, for many of our other awesome, awesome shows that do actually do regular episodes. (laughs) Um, And yes, don't forget also you can find us on YouTube if you are so inclined. So many places for you to show your love and support for the show. Support. I don't need any support. (laughs) I just want someone to help me make the show. (laughs) Anyway, guys. Lots of love. It's time for a drink now. I'm going to find myself a pub in this mirror world. Because I hear they have some awesome uh, Grome cocktails. Which I'm kind of looking for. Mm, Yeah, I'm going to have a uh, Martini Grome. Shake them not stirred with a Grome eyeball and an olive stick. Ah, sounds delicious. Alrighty guys, over and out. Love you lots. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at Probably Work for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.